global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. S&P 500 index trading close to a record. NASDAQ is at a record. Dow Jones Industrial Average also trading close to a record. Right now we have got the S&P 500 index advancing four points to 2187 up two tenths of one percent dow industrials uh, higher by 23 points up one tenth of one percent nasdaq up three tenths of one percent at 52.61 gold down a dollar and a half now 13.37 the ounce down one tenth of one percent crude oil west texas intermediate up 1.3 percent up 60 cents a barrel 4801 right now on West Texas Intermediate Crude. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. What does the Fed think of increasing stock prices? Well, here to tell us more is Matt Maley. He is Managing Director and Equity Strategist at Miller Tabak & Company. Matt Maley, welcome to Taking Stock. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Good. So tell us about your, on the one hand and on the other hand, the Federal Reserve is concerned that markets are too complacent, and yet they don't necessarily want people to go out and spend all their money on stocks. Is that correct? Well, the one thing that we, uh, I, I do think that that is correct to a degree. I mean, everybody talks about how the Fed, and, I, and rightfully so, that the Fed doesn't want the, the stock market to, uh, 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 get hit hard. I mean, it is, it is an important part of the, uh, of, of the, uh, economy nowadays. If the stock market is hit hard, it's going to have an impact on the economy. And you've seen it, uh, when it has been hit fairly hard, you know, in the, uh, over, down over 10% or more, they've, uh, they and other central banks have stepped in and provided the kind of liquidity that would uh, buoy the markets. However, I mean, you can't. Uh, it's not that they, you know they, they, they don't necessarily want the markets to uh, to go to the moon on a straight shot, just like uh, we saw what happened in in, uh, in the late 1990s, because uh, obviously that that creates a bubble that they can't control if it does roll over. So uh, I, I kind of think now it's like they want more money going into the economy rather than the stock market, uh, and that's kind of uh, why I think that uh, you're going to hear a little bit more uh, hawkish uh, tone out of uh, out of uh, Chair, Fed Chair Yellen this week. Well, one area of the stock market that has seemingly gone to the moon is the technology sector. I mean, if you take a look at XLK, which is the Spider Technology Select ETF, I think it's up more than 10.5% since the beginning of the year. Yes, it's had a great move, and you know it's funny. On the one hand, that's you, know, you talked about one hand. On the other hand, on the one hand, that's very positive because it shows that uh, we're getting a little better leadership out of this uh, uh, market instead of uh, some of the defensive names like utilities and uh, consumer uh, staples. Uh, but on the other hand, it has gone up all, quite a bit, and, and a lot of that outperformance we've seen has been uh, in the last, uh, really since the Brexit vote. And you said that the XLK it is now 10%, I'm sorry, 10% above its 200-day uh, moving average, and also a subset of the technology sector, the semiconductor index, uh, the SOX, that's uh, 20% above its 20-day moving average. If you go back the last 10 years or so, those in both cases is basically where the market or, or those groups have topped out. So we could be due for a little bit of a pullback. Having said that, um, the group has had a nice run on, a, on the charts. It's broken out. So I'm not necessarily saying it's a group where you should, where you should uh, take profits in so much. is that the buyers might want to step back a little bit. And if we do get the usual September, October scare, that's when you want to come back in and maybe buy on weakness because it is getting extended on a, on a technical basis. Well, it is okay to sell every now and again. I mean, after all, as they say, you don't go broke, 
taking a profit. And looking at your description of the XLK, as you said, just after that Brexit vote, that particular exchange-traded fund, the technology XLK, it's up nearly 14% from those Brexit lows. Do you believe that the Federal Reserve and particularly uh, the head of the New York Federal Reserve, uh, Bill Dudley, do you think that his comments are meant to maybe make people a little bit more worried about what the Federal Reserve will do? Or is there something deeper, a deeper meaning to his, uh, on the one hand and on the other hand, comments? Well, you know, again, when you use the, when, when, when somebody as influential as, as the New York Federal, uh, Federal Reserve President, uh, makes that, it says that the comments, I'm sorry, that the markets, uh, are, are getting, you know, that investors are getting way too complacent, I think that's a substantial statement. And of course, it was followed right up by the, uh, uh, you know, the, the next most important person in the Fed, uh, the Fed uh, Vice Chair, Fisher, uh, kind of saying the same thing. Uh, so I think that the, they are, are trying to warn people that we don't want things to get out the control. We don't want the market because they keep talking about normalizing rates. Whether they raise them now or in December or even later, they, they're acknowledging that rates are too low given the underlying strength. Now they don't want, you know, so, so they're, they're, they're too low for the, where the market is and where the economy is. Uh, they don't want those things to get further ahead of them uh, before uh, things get out of control because, again, that creates bubbles. And whenever bubbles uh, unwind, we know what happens then and, and they can't control them. So I, I definitely think that they're sending a warning signal. Um, there is some people who Think that the, you know we could, they'll still keep a, a, a you know a net a safety net under the market with QE programs, but uh, they, they they I just don't think that the interest rate thing is, has worked in the, in the last uh, few years, and uh, it's something they want to rectify. You use the word bubble, and I want you to see if you can tell me about bubbles in precious metals like silver. If you look at silver, up thirty six percent since January. That is, you know, and, and, and the thing is that it's, it's, it's rolled over just in the last couple of days, which is definitely, you know, it had, been a, it had a real nice... It's about $18.97 per ounce right now. Right, and it got up to, to 20 and it's, it was in that, you know, it had that big rally, then it was sideways for two months, and it has now broken below that sideways trend. That's a big concern for me, especially because if you look at the COT, this Commitment of Traders data, it showed that the long positions in oil had gotten to huge records. In fact, they were much higher than they were back in 2011 when oil was at almost $50. So you're less than half the level, and yet everybody's on one side of the boat. So as this thing starts to roll over, uh, you'll have a lot of people unwind some of those positions. So it's still a little early. We've only broken it for a couple of days. But unless it bounces back quickly, that's going to be a big problem. And when silver, you, you, silver is usually, at turning points anyway, is usually a linear indicator for gold. You know, we've heard a lot of bullish comments about gold lately, especially from some very smart and, and successful people, billionaires and things. Uh, but uh, they're long-term thinkers, but that doesn't mean we can't have a significant sell-off uh, over the, in the near term uh, if, if silver continues to break down. So that's something to watch very, very closely. Too many people are on one side of the boat uh, in the precious metals, especially silver right now. Well, gold, as you said, uh, now up uh, about two-tenths of a percent, higher by nearly $3 an ounce, $1,340 for an ounce of a gold. Uh, gold started uh, the year at around, uh, well, 1062 an ounce. Now we are at 1340 an ounce. You mentioned energy. Tell us about your thoughts investing in the energy complex. Uh, crude oil today up one and a quarter percent, $47 for a barrel of uh, crude oil and also natural gas higher by nearly 3% today at uh, $2.75 per million BTU. 
Well, it's it's funny because uh, the oil thing. I, I've had a couple of decent calls recently. When it got up to fifty, I was getting overloved and overowned. Uh, that was worked off when it pulled back to the you know forty dollar range. Actually, dip below that for a second, and I kind of said it was oversold. Or now we're kind of a no man's land. We bounced back a little bit. I'm not a big believer in in what's going on right now. I mean, we have a lot of people who are not at their desks. Uh, we're at the end of the summer. A lot of people still on vacation. So uh, some of these rumors that are going around that have you know it was one of the reasons today, of course, is is, is more rumors about Iraq uh, and and you know, supply and demand from them and others. You mean increasing life. their output and no real agreement on capping the output from OPEC nations. Right. So we got the the, the thing is we get we keep getting these rumors or chatter or whatever out of out of OPEC, mostly coming from OPEC, and they all seem to be empty. They don't seem to come to fruition. So I'm a little nervous up here when you're pushing up towards $50. I know Goldman Sachs was talking, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, uh, late yesterday, about uh, looking for the 40, $45 to $50 range uh, as being where it's going to settle in for the time being. I tend to agree with that. However, the one thing, of course, on a technical basis is what's going to happen, uh, uh, that, that kind of $40, $50 uh, band is going to be key because you know, let's face it, commodities traders are the ones who invented technical analysis, and those are key support and resistance levels. I know it's a wide range, but if you break below 40, that's going to cause some people to bail. If you break above 50, that's going to attract a lot of momentum money. So uh, right now we're kind of in the middle of it, but at some point we break above, above or below that range, uh, it's going to be something that's going to really affect uh, what, the trading, uh, sorry, what the commodity traders do. When you speak of momentum, I keep thinking of stocks such as Facebook. The shares are up nearly 20% so far this year. They're trading at $124. Is that the kind of company that you want people to own, or is that a play that is over and now you're going to look for value? Well, I, you know, I am a little bit more cautious on the market at these levels. Uh, number one, because I do think that the Fed is looking to raise rates, which uh, will, will, I think, slow the market down. Because you think that'll happen in September or in December? I think the chances are, high, are higher. I think it's going to happen in December, but I do think the chances of a December rate hike are more than people are expecting. I'm in the more of the 30 to 40 percent chance of it happening, or a lot more people are in Fed fund futures, of course, are much below that. Uh, but I just think that uh, we'll know more on Friday, that's for sure, when when, uh, when uh, Fed Chair Yellen speaks. Uh, you know, if everybody talks about who's the most important voice, well, I think we all we can all agree about who's second or third or fifth the most important. We all know who's number one, and that's uh, so we'll get that uh, feeling on, on on money, and those Fed fund futures may see a big change on Friday. Thanks very much. Matt Maley, he's a managing director and equity strategist for Miller Tayback and Company. He's talking about Fed Chair Janet Yellen. She will be speaking at the Kansas City Federal Reserve's annual symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, this Friday, 10 a.m. Wall Street time, right here on Bloomberg. Also, we've got reports from my co-host, Kathleen Hayes, live from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and the all-important speech by Janet Yellen, chair of the Federal Reserve. We take you through to the close on Wall Street next.